It's the matchup presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. Welcome in, second major of the year. Call it the PGA Championship. You remember we had the PGA Championship last year back at TPC Harding Park. A guy by the name of Colin Morikawa got it done out there. He's in the field this week, as is all the top players in the game. There is so much to think about here. And uh, I thought I have to bring in one of the aces here because he is on an absolute burner right now. Brandon Guptill. Gup, thanks for joining me, my man. How you doing? Doing well. Uh, looking forward to this week. I'm looking forward to this course and the setup. We have, you know, a little history from 2012, but it was in August then. Now we get May. A lot of storylines, not only with the people, but the way that the course could potentially play out, which has a big factor into how you build your pools and stuff this week. So definitely a lot of deep diving going on this week as we head towards Wednesday night. Yeah, let's talk about the course, Kiwa Island uh, Ocean Course. And, um, you know, 7,800 plus. This is going to be the longest in uh, major championship history. This is uh, a big boy golf course, Pete Dye design. Uh, we know we're on a little bit of a run here uh, with Pete Dye. I had Paul DeSori on the podcast uh, last week, and we were talking. He's caddy for Webb Simpson. First and foremost, Webb's feeling good. His neck, he's back. Um, but he's been there many times, and he's like, let me tell you something. This is a uh, this is a big track. Like, you, you better be ready to uh, – Hit all 14 clubs. You're going to see the guys hitting shots that you normally don't see. Maybe some mid-long irons into greens. Um, and Pete Dye, of course, is going to give you a lot to think about. Options off the tee, that visual intimidation. Uh, but the biggest thing, I think, is in addition to the length of these push-up greens, right? They're going to be hitting up to these elevated push-up greens. Short game, we know, is going to have a lot of value this week. But when that wind pops up, um, you can get it from all different directions. Um, they're set up with long tees, big greens to, to handle any kind of wind here. And um, I just think that, of course, the wind's going to play a major part of this. But yeah, we, you're going to have to have some length here, aren't you? I mean, you, you're going to have to get the ball out there a little bit off the tee. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, if you don't, you better have really, really good long iron game. But I still think even with a long iron game, you're still going to have to have some T game to, to compete unless you just absolutely make it up with that stellar long iron slash around the green. So, you're, you know, you're, you're short and you got to get up and down. But now you're getting up and down for par. It really depends on how people think the course plays out for four full days. You know, I think second place was minus five back in 2012. Mm -hmm. Roy, Roy ran away with it. So, if the mentality is that, you know, guys, pars are really good. Um, I'm interested to get your thoughts on the weather, weather. And, you know, during the 2012, it was really Friday. You know, it shot almost 78 was a scoring average, four shots harder. When you look at the other three rounds combined, you know, the, the field did all right. It was around even par or a little bit better even once on the weekend. So are we going to get four days of that? Or is there going to be that one day that, that pops out and kind of destroys the field, especially being a Friday? It was pre-cut last time. So it kind of knocked some guys out that, that maybe could have done all right on the weekend. Yeah, we're filming this on a Monday afternoon. It'll hit Tuesday. And I think we certainly have to pay attention to that, right, as we get closer uh, and how the weather is going to play out. Because you could certainly knock out pretty close to half the field here if you get on the wrong side of the draw with that wind, if it pops up for some versus others. It does look like Sunday could be the best opportunity for wind, and then they'll all have to deal with contend with. Unless if it comes up late, someone makes a run up the leaderboard, gets in the clubhouse, posts a number, and then everybody's having to deal with you know another 20 miles an hour. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, a little luck plays into that, but... Um, I think as it sits right now, the golf course, we know it's a beautiful venue. Uh, we know it's a great layout, uh, really difficult and very different uh, par threes um, out there. Pete Dye, I think, just kind of a master at, at par threes. They're all a little bit different. 
Um, but I, I just think that, you know, I think you're going to have to have a little bit of length here. Those past Palum fairways and grass, they can play a little sticky. Uh, I think the greens will be interesting to me to see how fast uh, they're going to play because uh, that certainly will play in. I, I think, and particularly a few players that we'll touch on today that I think tend to do better maybe on that little slower surface green. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how fast they can get these these greens. But we know we're going to have a great championship. We know par is going to be a good score. Um, you know, when you start getting into these par threes and lengthy par fours, there's some big boy holes out here and uh, we got a full field to break it down. So I think we, uh, let's get right into it and start here uh, with the top shelf players, the most expensive uh, in DraftKings. And we're going to go through each level here and touch as many players as we can. Last time Gup was on, I think we, we darn near got through three quarters of the field and we'll give you our thoughts, you know, yay, nay, where we kind of stand right here on a Monday. Some of this stuff might change as we get closer, certainly as we, as we know more about the weather. Um, and then we'll get down into the sevens and the sixes, and we'll give you some of our favorite plays down in there. But there's Rory, 11,500. He ran away with it back in 2012. He is the favorite. Uh, Justin Thomas, 11,300. DJ, 10, 9. Rom, 10, 5. Bryson, 10, 2. And then Spieth, I think a little bit of a surprise at the bottom there um, at 10,100. Let's just start with this. Rory uh, coming off the win there. And um, at the Wells Fargo, we know we can play this golf course. He loves it. You like Rory this week, or where are you going to put him? Well, yeah, uh, it's always interesting, this, especially when you start comparing this like NFL, like a, a running back goes for 200 yards and three touchdowns, like he's a chalk next week for the most mm -hmm. part. But a guy a guy wins on tour, and it's almost like, oh, well, he can't do it again. Um, but we just saw Sam Burns almost go back to back as well. So good players are good players. I, I don't mind, Rory. I definitely think it's an ownership game for me. Um, I mentioned on my pod that I dropped this morning that, I'm not I'm not all about playing the highest priced and if he's going to garnish a ton of ownership because you get the double whammy of one here last time and coming off a win. And Rory's generally popular unless he gets just overlooked, which I can't see at all. Um, I'm probably going to be very low on him or, or a full fade and go elsewhere, especially with some of the pricing the way it is this week. Yeah, I think, um, you know, strokes game putting 6.9. That's what won it for him. Uh, it wasn't as ball striking. He still kind of sprayed it a little bit off the tee, but his iron game was good and he putted the daylights out of it. That's uh, usually not the way Rory gets it done as far as winning. So if he finds any form with the driver, which I think he's going to have to hit it better here than he did up in Charlotte, Let's move down to the middle here. Three guys, DJ 10, nine, a lot of question marks. Uh, another withdrawal at Wells Fargo. Uh, where's the equipment at? Where's the knee at? A lot of question marks there. Rom's at 10, five. I think if anybody's due in this group, it's probably Rom. Um, just had a child. You know, his one really good round probably was Sunday at the Masters. Um, and then you got Bryson at 10, two, who hasn't looked sharp. You know, he, he's the driver looks good. Uh, but the iron game's not good. He had a rough putting week last week. DJ, Rom, Bryson, any of those jump out at you? I, I'm playing DJ. That I mean, as people, if they get to know me, I'm a DJ guy. Probably my favorite golfer outside of Tiger. Has been okay. for a while. He's won me a ton of money between multiple uh, different tournaments. Uh, I can't quit him. I mean, I've been watching. The one nice thing about the majors is you get the golf channel on. There's a live look all day long, practice, which you don't normally get to see week to week. Right. I watched DJ this morning. Looked good. Hit a lot of shots. Um, I don't believe the knee's an issue. I'm not sure it ever was. Um, you know, doing backflips off the boat the day before he withdraws. So I don't, I don't know if it was a knee issue or I'm having so much fun. I'll just, I'll just take the week off. I do think there's enough around him because his form is not great. Um, it, you know, 44th in my model, but 
the one thing I like about him, and especially when you look at his history, you look at all these past five PJ championships, he's done well at all these different types of courses. And he's generally his game, if he's hitting it off the tee well, he, he can he can mend his game to wherever he's at, and I, and that, that's a rarity. I like Rom as well, and I'm very very light on Bryson right now, and I, because I think just like the Masters in November when it was hyped up about how much he was going to be further and all that stuff, we'll probably get some of that again. And he's the cheapest of those guys, so I think Bryson will garnish ownership, and I'm fine paying up for Rom for 300 more and then play a low owned DJ this week. Yeah, it's funny with Bryson. It's like how how what's Bryson going to do in the wind? You know, like. <laughs> I want to see heavy, heavy wind. How's how's the computer gonna do? Um, you know, when it's probably, blowing twenty five on a cross. Uh, I think that's be, uh, a, probably get put <laughs> on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a. I think it's a valid question. Um, you know, I left out JT eleven three, Spieth ten one. I compare those players. All right, you know the new Spieth. He's back. Driver. I'll give the slight edge to JT. Iron game. I think they're darn near a push. I mean, I think Spieth is back to where he was. He's right there with JT. Can strokes gain approach right next to him. Short game. Slight edge to Spieth. Putter. No, no, no question. Spieth's the better putter to me. Spieth's the better player than JT. Yet I got one thousand two hundred. I got to pay to go up to JT. I, I think you know career grand slam and all. I know a little added pressure, but uh, I'm I'm kind of leaning towards Spieth. Yeah, I imagine Spieth will garnish some ownership. He generally does just by his name alone, especially when he's playing well, and he played again well at the Byron. But, yeah, I mean, you got six guys in this range. All six, just to be up front, are inside my top 20 total ranking. So we're not we're splitting hairs on how great mm-hmm. they are. I definitely said if you if I'm going to take three of them and cut the other three, I'm playing Rom, Spieth, and DJ right now. The one. Yeah. JT worries me a little bit because if he does, he's playing great, but he does have a tendency to get off with his tee shot. And if he does, mm-hmm. I think it can be hard for him to hit greens and stuff. Whereas Spieth may get off, but he's used to being off, and he just scrambles, you know, his butt <laughs> off and still gets par. You, re- I mean, he, he's he's taken away those big doubles and triples as of late, and that's where he was weak at times. And and I mean, how do you deny how great he is? Around around the green and putting in general. So those would be the three for me are these big boys up top. Yeah. You feel like Spieth can win a couple different ways right here. He could win this tournament a couple different ways. You feel like Rory given his putter back at Wells Fargo could probably do the same thing. But that putter with JT just scares the daylights out of me. I, that guy, I mean, it's feast or famine, you know, with that thing. So, all right, head to head. I'll give you Spieth. Who do you got? Uh, oh, D- DJ. You're going to take DJ. All right. Yep. DJ. And right now going to uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, DJ right now is 18 and a half to one I, uh, uh, to win. I just wrote up my first uh, outrights of the week. I'll, I'll give your little fans there. He is okay. on my card. I am going DJ. Uh, I was hoping I'd get it to 20, so I was waiting. I was waiting. I don't want it to go back down. Um, yeah. So so DJ at 18 is a is a very, very nice number that I like a lot. Yeah, there's uh, Spice at 15. Bryson's at 16 and a half. The favorite right now, 11 and a half, is Rory McIlroy. Defending champion, Colin Morikawa, he is at 30 to 1, and he uh, kicks off here in our 9,000. Rapsodo Mobile Launch Monitor, improve your golf swing today. Pro-level launch data in the palm of your hand. It is very accurate, within 2% of a $20,000 unit. The Rapsodo MLM app automatically tracks stats and stores video with Shot Tracer, helpful for club gapping and understanding true distances for each club. Rapsodo MLM provides immediate feedback, data, and creates a better practice environment, not mindlessly hitting balls. Extremely portable, cases about the size of a rangefinder, 
And you know what? You can use it both indoors and outdoors. I love this launch monitor. It's the Rapsodo mobile launch monitor. Check it out at rapsodo.com. R-A-P-S-O-D-O.com. Rapsodo.com. Xander 96. Hideki, the Masters champ, 94. Oops, there's Brooks. Skipped him over 95. He's only won this thing twice in the last three years. Victor, <laughs> 93. Uh, Webb, 92. Reed, 91. And then the, str- the struggling Patrick Cantlay. Uh, at 9,000, who I'll start there. Cantlay, four straight missed cuts. You know, I didn't see this coming, you know, by by any stretch. But um, it seems like it It seems like it seems started with the putter, and then it's just kind of now led into the rest of his bag. Um, he was T3 back in 2019. That's his best finish in a PGA. It'd be tough to garner up to think Cantlay at 9,000 can get anything done. But start at the bottom there for me. Uh, Reed 91, Webb 92, Victor 93. Any of those uh, jump out towards you? Uh, I like Reed. Go, yeah, with Cantley, I, ju- I just can't. No, no pun intended. He he destroyed me at the Masters in my big lineup. He was my only miscut. Um, I was with you. I was all over him. I went on another couple of pods, and I was like, I, the, the, I watched his interview that Monday, and I was like, man, this dude, I get it. We've heard the rumors or the whole whatever girl, but I was like, he, I think he's all right. And then he missed a cut. Then he missed mm-hmm. another cut. I was like, I don't know where his game's at, but I can't trust enough, especially with who's around him. Like I'd pay a hundred dollars more for Reed all day, three hundred for Hovland. Mm-hmm. There's several in the AK, which I think is a you know a very good popular zone this week. But I like Reed, even though mo- model wise he never comes out and pops because he's just so <laughs> up and down at times. Like he's just there. But the you know tough long courses for him, he always seems to be around there. And, and I like him. My favorite would be Hovland, but I think he's really going to be one of the highest zone in the entire slate. I'll have to make decisions there on the ownership side, but I, I like Reed as a very low owned, solid upside play. Yeah, I do. I, I like Victor too. I, I think, you know, the one thing with Victor, um, we know we're going to get the driver and the, and the ball striking. I think he's gotten incrementally longer. Um, I pass Palum. It's the ball sits up a little bit as well. So you're not going to get a lot of thin tight lies. I like that for Victor in the wedge. Is, it, is it similar to like around here? I would, we have a lot of Georgia that I've played is yeah, it on the sit up side or it's probably not that cushy. Okay. Yeah, probably not quite that cushy, but the ball does tend to sit up. And I, and I think if you have a hard time, you know, it's kind of weird to say, but for a tour player, if you have a hard time getting that bounce to kind of slide a little right. bit, you know, that you can get a little, you can help it. Um, and I think Victor has gotten much better with the short game, but this grass I think will will bode well for him. And uh, and he's putting good. Plus four in the last two. Boy, I, I mean, Victor Hovland could get his first PGA Championship. Why not? Colin Morikawa did it last year. We got fans this time around, which will play in. It'll be nice to see. Um, but I I'm tend to agree there. In talking with Tesori about Webb, health-wise, he's good. Can he hit his driver good enough? He's going to have to really blitz it with the driver. He can. He cannot be a. Um, he, he can't be short and crooked here at this golf course. I mean, that's just right. not going to play out. So there's a lot of emphasis there with the driver. You go up to the top here, Hideki at 94. It's just easy to kind of brush him over. And, well, he won the Masters. He's not going to, you know, like, um, he, he looked, he certainly looked a little bit um, rusty at the Byron there in the first couple rounds. But Brooks at 95, he looked very rusty. I, jeez, I, I, I was expecting to see him move around a little bit easier. And then Xander at 96 and Morikawa at 98. You know, I think I can see myself starting some lineups with Xander. I, I think Xander's finally starting to settle in a little bit. I like Xander over Morikawa just from the simple fact that, you know, I think Morikawa's putting issues are a little bit deeper this time around versus where we were last year at this time. And make no mistake, Morikawa, when he won it, that was his best putting um, tournament ever. 
plus 8.1. He hasn't even sniffed that. I mean, absolutely blitzed it to win it. We know he can strike it, but I think Xander, I've been encouraged what I've been seeing from Xander, um, the Masters, um, and then uh, the last time we saw him at Wells, he was 14th. I would love to see Xander Shoffley get that PGA Championship. I, I really would. I, I'm, I'm pulling, I think, for Xander more than any. I'll give you 96 or over Morikawa at 98. What do you say? Uh, absolutely. We are on the same thoughts this week. I, I love Xander. He is, I am deeply considering starting my betting card, uh, DJ Xander, and then mm-hmm. take some long shots and move on from there. But yep. um, I love Xander uh, in DK as well. And I'm, I was on D- Xander a lot early in his career when, when he really wasn't talked up much. I hit him for his first two wins on tour. He was on my card. Then, then he kind of became very popular, especially in the DraftKings world. I don't know where he settles in this week with, with you know, all the options around there. I 100% agree with you. I'd, I'd take Shoffley over Morikawa all day yeah. long um, and definitely don't mind taking one big boy, whoever it is up top, and, and starting that plus Xander um, moving in there. I do – you kind of mentioned this to start at the beginning. My one issue with Hideki, who I, I like a lot, I picked him to win the Masters, and this may be anecdotal. I haven't done all the – to me, he seems a putt when it's a putt a lot better when it's pure, fast, quick greens, and I don't think you're going to get that this week, and I think that could hurt him um, if they're a little bit slower than what what he's used to or what guys that love those pure, fast – What I, I mean, bent greens for me is what I play on, so I'm used mm-hmm. to that. I could see him struggling some. For DK purposes, I'll have Brooks because he's going to be sub five percent. He didn't. No one's going to. No one's going to play him. So I'll have. I'll be a little bit over the weight on the field, but not expecting much there, as he's going to be just not owned at all. But I agree with you. I love Xander as my absolute yeah. favorite play in this range. Well, I mean Brooks. You know, he, he didn't really hit it that bad. It's just his his short game, his putting. He just had no touch and feel, and you just see the rust around the green. So. You know, maybe he can clean that up. He he certainly looks like he can swing with no pain. That's for sure. But it's just. Gosh, it's hard to sit there and watch him mark the ball and try to get the ball. I mean, it's like he doesn't right. look that much different than he did at the Masters, you know, from from that perspective. So certainly hard. But, yeah, I, I think, um, man, if he can make some putts, I, I think his his ball striking seemed to be okay. But, uh, yeah, I could start some certainly some, some teams with Xander at 96, Victor at 93. I really like those two guys a lot in the 9,000. And um, I'll, I'll give you Xander in this group in the head-to-head. Who, who are you going to take? Um, you're taking Xander or you're taking Victor? I'll take Xander. I, I'll take Victor. Okay. It was, it was, yeah, it was those two. <laughs> yeah, it was one or the other. <laughs> we're, we're thinking the exact same way there uh, through yeah. through the nines. And one thing I'll say about Hideki, though, is, you know, these hard courses and you dirty it up. Hideki's short game is pretty damn good. Um, yeah. So, you know, don't be surprised to, to see Hideki kind of you know, do some weird things off the tee here and there. Although his driver's been pretty good over the last month. Um, but Hideki's kind of like that player, like Spieth. It looks like he's shooting 77 and he shoots 69. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. I mean, he's just kind of that kind of guy. And he can dirty it up like a Patrick and Spieth. And then they can just muddle their way through. And pretty soon they're like T7 going into Sunday. And like, how the hell did he just get there? Every time I watch him, he's punching out. <laughs> him and him and Willie Z are starting to, I mean, Decky did it forever, but Willie Z starting to get that on Sunday. He's, also, he's top 20 out of nowhere. And you're like, I didn't even know he's still in the field this week. And he grinds out the weekend. He's there mm-hmm. again. Most people were, you know, trash talking him last week, and he, he winds up backdooring with a great, great Saturday and Sunday again. Uh, another thing about Decky, like you mentioned, he's like DJ. You look at his last five PJ championships, all different courses. His worst finish is T35, and he's got three inside the top 16. So yep. his, his game travels. I just worry about the putter on this this type of grass. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Cam Smith getting 8,000s now. He's at 89 playing great golf. Zalatoris, 88. 
Uh, Burger all the way down there at 87. Finau has got to be a good spot here, doesn't it? 86. Scotty Scheffler, 85. Uh, Fitzpatrick, I think it's an interesting name, 84. Sunjai is 83. Fleetwood, 82. Justin Rose, 81. And then uh, Hatton, 8,000. And Louis Ustase in, in the 8,000s. Kick us off there. Take us to uh, a name or two that you like. Yeah, absolute favorites could be Willie Z. I've just, I've just ridden him so long. If DJ is my first, Willie's probably my second golfer right now that I, I just love watching. I like him in general. Um, rode him early on in his career da- down from the Dallas area. So I know several guys that know of him and played with him, you know, in, in some side games back in the day. So definitely like in the ball striking, right? All we hear is this course, ball striker, ball striker, ball striker. And I, I got to put him top 10 right now in ball striking. It's all going to come down. Can he putt enough um, to make it, you know, make a, a real run? at it like he did at Augusta I think on the weekend he was led the field this week at the Byron T to green again so um with the backdoor top 17 I I really like Zalatoris I'll take my chances on the putter um and at 8800 you know at DK wise you get a top 30 with upside so he's got the upside on the streaks the eagles the stuff that he could outscore his position mm-hmm. I like him uh him and then Berger I like Berger as well I I, I guess it's a good thing between Zalatoris, Berger, and Finau is are all right there. So I think instead of having a super chalky, they may get spread out a little bit. I was worried about Finau originally, but with Berger coming on strong Sunday, may take some of that away. We may not have a super chalky guy, but if it's anybody, Finau will probably be the highest owner in the range. Yeah, Willie Z, he's you know, he, he's the real deal. The putter's cooled off a little. I, I think he overachieved early with the putter just based off of what I saw in the corn ferry, maybe catching up to him a little bit now, but positive 9.5 approach at the Byron. I mean, that's like, that is, yeah. uh, that is some big boy stuff. Burger looked really good. Um, last week, his, his ball striking is solid. His putter looks solid. Um, uh, you know, I think with Daniel, it's like, it's the next step for him, right? It's the next step to win a to PGA. And I, cause you know, I think in this range, like these are guys that you wouldn't be surprised to see will win this. I mean, took second at the masters for crying out loud. You know, I mean, right. we're not going to be surprised to see Berger win this. We're not going to be surprised if, well, we might be surprised if Finau wins uh, <laughs> for his second win at 8,600. He's missed three of the last four cuts. He did finish 10th at the masters. Um, but that's a guy that, you know, with his length and, and the way that he can go when he gets it going with his irons, like that's a major advantage. You know, I mean, it's a major advantage when you're carrying the ball out there at 310 and, and you can hit hit seven into these greens, eights into these greens. When a lot of these guys, you're going to be seeing fours and fives, you know, depending upon where they hit it on the angle, because, you know, Pete Dye is going to challenge you. You, you cut it. You're going to have a shorter iron. It. And then if you don't, and you play back here, now you're going to have a significant long iron. And then you start factoring in, you know, the distance into the comparisons in, into that. You're going to see big gaps in what guys are hitting into greens. Um, you know, I, I, geez, I, it's easy to, I, I like Cam Smith at 89. I just, I think he's playing the best golf of his career right now. Um, very impressive run. His short game might be the best in the field um, with the putter. And, you know, can he do enough with, with the iron game? Um, and I don't like to always feel that way. I like to have the strength in the iron game. And then can we make enough putts? I tend to feel better that way than the other way around. But I just really liked what I'm seeing from Cam Smith at 8,900. No love for Scheffler at 85. He, um, it just seems to be a little off, doesn't it, with Scheffler right now? Yeah, no, he, he's on my radar, especially if, um, you know, he's good, you know, what I call great drives, which takes a blend of power and accuracy, ball striking, you know, fine. And bogey avoidance actually is 21st in the field for me, finished fourth at TPC Harding. Um, I, I don't mind him at all. I was really, 
ownership will dictate kind of where, you know, how much yeah. Finau, the top three, I think are good for me. The question on Cam Smith I have, and you'll know better than, than someone like myself, is do you worry about the the length off the tee and stuff like like a web? Because um, that's where he rates down for me. The rest of it yeah. he rates out. Uh, like you said, great short game, great putter. Um, but it, like for me, great drives on ball striking. He's 76 and 64th um, combined in the field. So that's kind of where I worried about having to be yeah. accurate and long so far with him. Yeah, I think, you know, it's a valid question. Distance, uh, he's certainly going to give up a little there. And, you know, you compare him to like a will. Can he make that up around the greens and on the greens? And I think mm. um, I, I think in this particular venue, I think for Cam, he's certainly hoping for the wind. You know, he wants to dirty this thing up. He, he wants guys missing greens and it, it becomes a, it becomes a chipping and putting contest. And, and, and frankly, I kind of I think that's one thing you have to consider here is how much yes. of a you know, of a short game contest is this going to become with the wind? And I think with Cam, I'm probably maybe a little too excited on his recent form and in not factoring in the distance quite enough, but I am kind of thinking it's probably going to get dirtied up a little bit and the short game is going to have a lot of value here. But I think as the forecast, we get closer, that'll probably be the final decision for me with Cam. I mean, if it looks like, eh, you know, minimal, then I'm probably going to, you know, I'm probably going to table him and go for someone like a, like a Daniel Berger or a Tony Finau and maybe try to get a little bit more length. Will Zalatoris off the tee. Shuffler we know can drive the ball. I mean, that's his strength. Yep. He's just so damn inconsistent. It seems with the rest of his game. Right. Um, you know, Fitzpatrick can drive the ball. He's a guy that tends to live from the middle of the fairway. His short game and putting is good, but again, kind of like cam, his opportunity is, is that approach game. Do you ever, do you ever just, that's the one thing with me up like, when I watch a player, it's like when their weakness in their game in comparison to the rest of the tour is the approach game. I just like that sits in my stomach differently right. than than when it's maybe the putter, right? Because you think, man, he's, he could just have a hot putting week and off we go, right? But the approach game is such a big sacrifice, isn't it, man? You've got to win there. Yeah, I mean, that's why guys like forever, you know, Connors, I mean, those guys all had great irons. And you just knew if they get Luke List, you know, he, but Connors lately, he worked on the putting game, made some changes in the fall, and, and you see it, right? You knew it was there if he could get it. And so I definitely, which that worries me about Scheffler, because I think his iron game mm -hmm. can be a little off, but we'll get down to a little bit later. And like a HV3, his iron game is great. And he's got some of the best long irons in the tour period. And it's that putter or the little chips and stuff. So I'm like, if you yeah. can get that together, especially at a tournament that may only take a six, seven, eight under to get in the top 10, those guys attract me more than, like you mentioned, guys that just struggle with the irons all day long. M83, Fleetwood 82. Rose 81, Hatton 8,000, Louis 8,005, international players right there. If you had to pick one of those five, what would you, who would you take? Hatton. And I don't play him ever, but this week <laughs> I'm like, all right, maybe this is a spot where everybody's kind of forgotten because he's been super popular at times. I'm like, mm -hmm. he's kind of been in the back burner. And I'm like, uh, this is a, if especially you dirty it up, I'm like, this guy can, you know, you got 10th yeah. at Bellrevi, 10th at Ballstraw. He's, you know, he's, miscut else you know some other swell but all in all especially taking the price in maybe he goes quiet this week and he's a guy down there you know 8400 less that I, I wouldn't mind sneaking a little bit of fleetwood gets a lot of love from mm -hmm. guys that study this you know he he's that guy that uh, you know and of course he was 14th last week at wells fargo so he's like everybody's excited about him and what's funny was fleetwood is like hey he's such a good ball striker he's like really is he i mean he's <laughs> you look at him historic you know you look at him right now his ball striking's not that good you know i, I mean 
I have him 79th in the field on ball yeah. striking. So I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't see it as much as others, but I, I get it. He, he, he just always seems to have one or two rounds of tournament that he shoots himself out of it. Yeah. If yeah. it, like you said, if it is going to be super, super ugly, it probably helps a Fleetwood yep. um, more than, than it not being. Yeah. I mean, and you know, it gets really windy and nasty. Like, you know, these guys, I think they have more experience playing this kind of stuff for sure. Uh, now they're not over there playing in the European tour as much as they used to, but they certainly have that experience. At least Fleetwood does. Rose probably does at 81. I'm just kind of, I don't know. I know Rose played well at the masters and he still got a little in there. I just, I just find myself down on Justin Rose. You know, I just like, I don't back with Foley. I think that's a good move. Um, but I would much rather, I'm with you. I'd rather tack a Hatton. I'd probably take Louie, to be honest with you, over a Rose. I certainly would take Fleetwood over Rose. And I don't know if I told you, but I'm, I'll never, Sunjai is absolutely no go for me anymore because I can't get on the right side of him. It doesn't matter. You know, I put a million bucks on him and Wells Fargo, you missed the cut, he'll turn around, win the next week. You know, it's like that dude is all over the map. <laughs> I mean, he is all over the map. Missed the cut at the, or he went eighth at the Honda. Uh, it was playing great. Had a nice run yeah. there through March. Oh, you know, he plays well in Florida. Missed cut of the Masters. 13th at RBZ. Here he comes. Valspar, 29th. Plays awful at Wells Fargo. Misses the cut. Um, I don't know. You, you like him here? This... He's a middle guy from, yeah, he, I'm the same way. I, you know, you never, I think I even mentioned in Nepali, he could be there on Sunday in line for top 20, top 10, or he, he could have missed the cut by three easily. I mean, he's just one of those guys that I'll let ownership dictate, but I'm, I'm so heavy on XR as far as exposure. Like I, I you know, the Scheffler burgers, Al Torres Finau up top. And if they're going to be popular, I'll have to use that, that pool exposure that, I'll just have sprinkles. And right now, outside of those big four for me, Hatton's the one guy that I like um, out of that rest of the range. All right. So let's pick one here in the 8,000s. Who, who, who do you got? Zalatoris. Okay. Will Zalatoris. Right now, my lean is probably Berger. I'm going to, I'm certainly going to look at Smith. We'll have to see as we get closer. But uh, Daniel Berger looks good. 13th RBC, third at the Byron. Um, you know, I think, was- again, I think the, the grass around the greens. Um, I think that's going to help Daniel. His short game, I think, is where it can get a little clunky at times. So uh, I, I like him. And he can hit that bullet. You know, you get that wind. Yep. And he can keep the ball down and really, you know, kind of chase it out there. He's got a number of shots. So I'll give you burger there. Yeah, it's playoff time. Big stakes. Bigger promotions. It's time to hammer the over and score some cash. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you a chance to lower the over under on a featured playoff game all players who place a bet on the featured basketball game will have a hand in lowering the over under on the game that's right for every 1500 players who bet the over on the select game the over under will drop by one point every better who hammers the over in the featured game helps to lower the games over under the best part is that even as the line lowers the odds remain at even money that's right you can double your money by hammering the over, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code Travis when you sign up to hammer the over. For every 1,500 people that bet the over in the featured game, the line will decrease by one point. Yes, this is your chance to improve the odds of the overhitting. So tell your friends. And family, this is a team effort. Hammer the over and improve your odds of doubling your money. That's promo code Travis for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 
All right, moving on. Seven thousands. My goodness, is there a lot to chew on here, ladies and gentlemen? The seven thousand. I'm not sure the seven thousand have ever looked better um, than they do this week. I'm going to start up top, Gup, and I'm just going to start saying names, and you you stop me, okay? Mm-hmm. When I say a name that you're like, that's a, that dude we need to talk about, okay? Gotcha. You ready? Yep. All right, here we go. You're going to stop me. So I'm going to start at seventy nine hundred. Adam Scott. 7,900, Abraham answer. <laughs> 7,800, Shane Lowry. 7,800, Joaquin Neiman. That's 70, right there. That's the first okay. one. Okay. Right, you, you just mentioned it with Berger. That's a guy that can keep that ball and play it where he needs to uh, in the wind. Great wind player. Cheap for me. I I mean, I've had a man crush on him since 2018 at the Masters when I saw him the first time. Uh, everybody knows that in my little community, but uh, I like Neiman a lot in general. I'll always play him, and I think this sets up well for him. So I'm I'm really excited. You know, and like you said, the nice thing about this range is it's going to be so peppered because there's so many options. I don't really think you're going to have to worry about super uber chalky players. Um, we'll get to one in a minute that I think will mm-hmm. probably be the highest, but. I think you can kind of pick the guys you want to play and be honest. Yep. They're going to be, I think KH Lee may wind up being in this range. I don't think they put his price out yet. You're going to have 36 guys in this area to pick from, and you're going to get heavy pepper here with the why you're playing up top. I like Neiman as my favorite play um, where you've got to so far. Yeah, 7,800 there. I think so far, I'd probably go answer 79. He, Again, I think answer I think, is my son, Jay. I cannot get answer okay. right in my life. Yeah, he's, like, your, he's your he's your guy. Um, and he's a boomer. That's the worst part. Like, I love him because he played at OU. But yeah, you know, he it. is. That's gosh, he's he's he um, he's playing he's playing his best golf of his of the of his of the year right now. No question mm-hmm. uh, yep. for him. I think his short game's gotten better, too. Uh, you know, he's, I think he's a better driver of the ball than what people give him credit for. I think he's a better approach game player than people give him credit for. And I think he's found some things with his putter. Um, I think he's, you know, he kind of careered at that Valspar, but outside of that, he's had some good tournaments in the last month putting his around the green game is always just slightly below tour average, but I think he's getting better there. And I, again, I think this grass will do well. I think he's on a heater. I think he's got a lot of confidence. I don't know if he'll win, but at 79, certainly. And I don't mind Lowry either at 78. He tends to play well at the PGA Championship. Um, he's hitting the ball well and have a good putting week. I certainly could see myself going there. All right, I'm going to keep going. Stop me when we get to the next one. Paul Casey, 7,700. Jason Day, 7,700. Speaking of loving PGA Championships. Mm-hmm. However... He's missed three straight cuts. Sergio, speaking of missing three straight cuts, he's at 7,600. No? <laughs> Done with him. I can't. I'm, I'm, he's lost too much money. <laughs> Sergio looks good. He's working out, man. I tell you what, yeah. he's he's put on some muscle. Uh, Mark Leishman, 7,600. High ball flight. 21st at the Byron, 5th at the Masters. Won the Zurich, right? Won the Zurich with Cam. With Cam, yep. Silence. Corey Connors, mm. 7,600. That is uh, my number one ranked guy in this range. Okay. But I, he, he's going to be number one ranked probably for a lot of people. So I I expect a little chalky there. Um, I, just, I mean, ball striking, he's there all, you know, all the way around. Recent form in my ranks, he's second in best recent form coming in. Mm-hmm. I just – I don't see any reason. Again, right, we were used to the putting being his, you know, kryptonite, but he's been putting so much better. And on these splits, this is one of his better splits. So I – I don't see a reason not to play him unless we start getting into an ownership battle, but I'm hoping with so many great options that, and even, even answer to go back, he's 16th in my model. I, I he great rates out great. I just can't get the guy right. But Connor's yeah. 
I played him a lot. I, I don't mind being on him. Um, short game, what would, would do you in with him? And I think yeah. that's about it. I think he's gonna be great off the tee and great on with his irons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I talked to his, uh, to his coach on the podcast a few weeks ago. And uh, it was interesting to, to just listen in on um, Corey's background and where he is. His ball striking is obviously we know is just top shelf and um, it'll, it'll come down to probably around the greens. Like you mentioned, he didn't putt well at Wells Fargo, which that happens. You know, you get those negative fours once in a while, but perhaps he can, he can start dialing in um, those irons. Cause when that guy gets going, he is one of the best ball strikers on the PGA tour. Gary Woodland out of nowhere last week, 7,500. Uh, I talked to, Justin Parsons last week, I don't know if you listened to the mm-hmm. podcast when I have the coaches on, it's always interesting insight just to hear from the coaches and, you know, Parsons worked with Woodland and Parsons was a, uh, worked for Butch Harmon was his right hand man and okay. Gary went back to Butch. So it was kind of interesting just to listen to that dynamic and uh, he had a good week, but uh, Woodland's played well at the PGA T8 2019 T6 2018 feels like a coin flick. It feels like if he does play well, Gary Woodland would be a good play. Certainly at 75, we know he he's not afraid of major championships winning the U.S. Open. Sam Burns, 7,500. Yeah, are you gonna stop me? Yeah, that's the second one. Okay, I, okay. all right. I, Adam Pinmarks. I was waiting to see kind of what how everything shook out with their, you know, I did a model Saturday night, um, which obviously didn't take any of the Byron in or anything like that. And he's one that jumped up even more than what I expect. He's 13th overall for me. Um, you know, nickname around here, Bermuda Burns and, and I, you know, past yeah. Paul, I mean, it's, it's a cousin to Bermuda from what I, and I also hear it, it puts a lot closer to Bermuda, especially in May versus maybe even August. So I, Dude's just playing so great right now. Mm-hmm. And at that price, I mean, he makes a cut and gives you a top 30 upside. He doesn't have to win DraftKings-wise. So uh, top 30 upside, it seems very strong with him. I mean, a first and a second, <laughs> last two coming in. I don't know how anybody doesn't play him, but, you know, people will move off of him because of how, how well he's done. You know what I love about Burns is he, he shows it too, man. Like, you can see the intensity in his face. You see him throw that ball when he missed that short, but, I mean, it's, like, not the best. Yeah. But he wears it. Like, that dude is is the real – deal and um i would he not seems be like shocked. he can control his ball good right i mean oh, at least yeah. watching him yeah like flight and stuff i think he's got some shots in there oh absolutely i've been pounding the pavement with that guy for the better part of a year and a half i'm like watch out this guy so I, is- he was on my winning i had the ticket on him at the valve bar so we hit him at 80 yeah, to one so I this dude's long him. he's a great iron player and he can putt his short game is gets a little clunky but yep hey if you're long and you're a great iron player and you're a great putter i mean I'm in like so I'll sacrifice some short game and he's got it. So yeah, 7,500. That just doesn't even seem right. Considering uh, he'd be 83, 84. If they, if they did new pricing today, you know, these obviously can't, if, if new listeners out there, you know, for master or majors, uh, DK puts these out almost a week early now, yep. which is, is crazy. So he, he, these came out last Tuesday or Wednesday, but he'd be low eights if they redid pricing right now. Let's keep going here. Bubba Watson. I'll stop myself Bubba, there. Uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. I, was, I like him. I don't think anybody's going to be on him, but he, he's on my radar. I like him a lot. I love him. I think Bubba Watson's playing some golf. I said last week, um, you know, he doesn't – so last week he doesn't play um, – no, two weeks. But Wells, last week Wells was Fargo. the Byron. He played the yeah. Wells. Yeah, he played Wells yep. Fargo, finished 18th. And I said that week, I said, Bubba, don't play the Wells. Like, he don't go there. Right. So he, that was the first time he played there, I think, in 10 years. And he signed up to go play. I'm like, Bubba's feeling good. Right. <laughs> Bubba's feeling good if he's going to play in that tournament. Because Bubba likes these big open, you know, where you can kind of do your thing. And I right. think he's going to get that here. And um, he's played well here, too, um, in the past. So I'm all over Bubba. I, I, think he's, I think he's playing great. I think he's putting well. 
The only thing that kind of was odd to me was his history at the PJ champ. Like last five years, he's had a 60 at the miscut, a miscut, a miscut, and a 71st. And I was like, is there something I'm missing there that it, I don't know? I don't know what it was. It was just weird to see him not do anything at the PJ last five years, but I, I like him this week you know, all the way around. I do too. I do too. And I, and I love this kid at 74, Garrick Higo, who a lot of people don't know. He's from the European tour. He's 22 years of age, South African. Uh, watch him every morning. He's won twice in the last, I think, six weeks. Um, and he just pounds it. I mean, lefty pounds it. I'm actually glad they priced him where they did because I thought he was going to come in like 6,700 and just be uber chalk, you know, yeah. in the, in our little industry, you know, right. common I mean, but being at that 74, I think it'll make some people think and be like, all right, do I really want to take the chance? On, Cause like Matt Wallace is there. <laughs> who's, who's proven over here on PJ and he's a Euro guy Wallace. Yeah. So do I want to pay, go Matt Wallace who I know or take a chance on this new young buck, but he's a real deal. I think, I mean, I watch Euro like you do in the morning. So I'm, I'm putting money on him to win. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what he's at. There he is. 140 to one. Garrick Higo. 140 to one. He's the same as Siwoo, 130. And um, Sunjai's at 90 to one. Harris English at 90, who we'll get to. Matt Wallace, you just mentioned, 85. And your boy Neiman's at 75. And look at Fleetwood. Look how much respect Fleetwood gets. 75 to one. Yeah. So you look at the betting odds or the, the equity built into that, you, you, would, you would think you're getting a huge um price discount with with him at 7400 but based on who he is around and their betting odds like it, it right. seems like he's yeah which is great i mean that it's good for us and in the dk world yeah garrick higo folks um i've talked about him a little bit and um i, I think he's the real deal i really do he's got a, he's got a special game I, i'd love to see him over here more yep. but i'm just excited to see how he does um you know in the pga championship another lefty brian Harmon. Uh, 74. Well, he is the one guy I'm going to be heavy on because I okay. think I only because I, and I did this, what, two weeks ago at Wells, no one wanted to play short, short knockers. And I was like, well, he's short, but he's not like tremendously short, but the rest of his game is so good. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's a damn good putter, probably one of the best in the field that if I, if I think he can just hang around and be in there, especially at this price, I really like Harmon this week as a very low own. No one will be on him because of the bomber narrative and all that kind of stuff. And he always seems to just be right there um, with a great putter. So I, I don't, I'm, I don't mind, I, especially if we think uglier, the better for those kind of guys we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, it bumps him up a little bit for me even more. Cam Smith, Brian Harmon, let me tell you something. They got a wedge and putter in your hand. Sit down and watch because it is incredible. These guys with a wedge in their hand. It's, it's really something. Um, Harmon is magic around the greens. Yeah. I, I, his approach game always scares me a little bit, but uh, he's a grinder. There's no question about it. He seems to be focused right now. I had his sports psychologist on um, Dr. Brett McCabe. And I think he really likes where Brian Harmon's at right now. Mentally, Matt Wallace, what a, what a good uh, move for him to stay here in the United States and play 7,400 dude is balling right now. Fourth at Valero, 18th at RBC, six at the Wells. I mean, T to green, check. Round the green, check. Putting, check. I mean, he has no weaknesses right now. Matt Wallace at 74. I, I think I think that's a guy that I'm going to give you right there. I kind of like Matt Wallace. No, I agree. And I, I think because of guys like Wallace, and, and we'll get to you know Keegan and Max Homa and all that coming up, that, that Higo number coming in there right at 74 is really going to make it tough for people to go to, which is great because he's not going to get talked up much. But mm -hmm. my comparison was Wallace. I mean, come over. He finally committed to staying over here. Yep. I think it's only helped him. And, you know, he's 22nd overall in my entire model right now. I, I like wow. Matt Wallace this week. Westwood 74. Feels like a big ballpark. 
Yeah, I don't think. Now West with me. 73. Hasn't been good in the majors. Best finish, T64. What, what do you think Bones being on the bag does for him? You know, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I really I really don't know how to put the stock into that. I think Homa, the next step for him is to be competitive in the majors. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got two wins. We we know that he's improved. He's improved a lot, by the way, with his coach, uh, Blackburn. Um, but for whatever reason, major championships, he's, he's not a factor at all. Um, feels like another big ballpark here for him. I would probably go down to Charlie and Keegan at 73 before I would play Homa. Um, I have, yeah, both of them ranked higher as well. And Charlie, I mean, to me, Charlie one of the most improved players on tour. He's added some length, which I think is going to suit him very well here. Charlie's kind of gotten a little sneaky long and his iron game is good. He can do enough with the wedge and the putter. I think Charlie Hoffman um, could be in the top 20 here in, um, and be, it'd be the next step for him. To me, Charlie's like that experienced player that to me seems to be refocused, has rededicated himself and it's paid off um, for him with some great play. And Keegan finally has found some form with the putter and keep in mind Keegan played back here in 2012 and played very well. So I think Keegan at 73 could be sneaky. Yeah. I, Charlie, I definitely, you know, he's one of those guys I run a report, you know, I put it out on Tuesdays normally where I look at short-term versus long-term on number of rounds. And he's one you, you definitely see from 60 rounds to 24 rounds, much improvement. Um, and so if you're looking at that, you know, you may think Hoffman's on the, on the rise and, and a good play exact same with Keegan, right? But yeah. most of it is the putter. He's always been there to green. And so those are low price guys that, that you could have, um, plenty of them and feel comfortable with, yeah. especially looking short-term on the putting. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I don't think it's a fluke with the putter either. I think he's confident. I mean, I, I think he's really has found it. And I, I see him trending now, at least PGA Tour average, not losing three or four to the field like he usually does. And, um, you know, he's, you know, what he, he, he finished, uh, he finished uh, second at Valspar, you know, so uh, behind Burns. Yep. So some some really impressive stuff here as we continue down as we continued there seventy two hundred down. Is there a name that you would throw out? I'll start um, seventy two and below. Some names here: Aaron Wise, Russell Henley, English, Siwoo, Billy Horschel, all at seventy two. Then we go seventy one hundred. Matt Jones, Poulter, Tringali, who's played well. Kokrak, who's played well. Kisner is now at seven thousand. Kirk seven thousand. Keimer seven thousand. Grio seven thousand. Fowler, Kucher. McIntyre. I'll give you English at 72. I think English is on his way back. Um, at the beginning of the year, he was, there was no weaknesses up in that guy's game. I mean, he was playing some great golf, driving it well, good arm game, short game, putter, check, 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 all of it. I was encouraged what I saw uh, last week and um, at the, at the Byron 13th. So I'll go, I'll go with English at 72. He, he knows how to play golf here in the South and, um, I think he's closer to his form where he was at early in the year versus when he kind of slipped after that win. I think he kind of just kind of let it go for a little bit. And now I think he's ramping it back up again. Yeah. My two favorite um, 72 and below is, is Trangali and, and Kokrak. You mentioned both of those. Those are the two Kokrak probably being my favorite in general. I like playing him a lot. Um, definitely long enough off the tee. Um, sometimes the irons can get 
a little sideways, but when you're talking about the price, there's going to be something that you have to come uh, overcome. But, you know, he's 32nd in bogey avoidance in this. I like that. I like what he played at the Valspar, which is another tough track. Um, top 20 in, in driving and ball striking for me. So I like both those. And then Trent Golly is a guy that, um, you know, has just come on my radar. He's always been there, but you never really, you know, when he played super well at, at Valspar and is decent enough putting that he's another guy that will probably be low owned. Um, the third one to me, which, you know, the, the joke from last time on the Chris Kirk deal, you know, me finding out he's won four times. So I was going to know, but I don't know. Is he long enough to compete here? I mean, is this gaming? Chris? Er, yeah. Everything else I love. Yeah. I look at the model, but I'm like, he's not going to be the, he's going to have a lot more long irons than others coming in. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think for Kirk, right. His next step now in him coming back is, is now competing in these, these, top shelf fields, right? So getting in these, these big fields, I don't think Chris played the masters. So, uh, so now that he's in the PGA, you know, can he compete in these, these best fields? Um, it feels, I'd probably, I'd probably pass on this course for Chris Kirk, uh, at least for me at 7,000. Kokrak is longer off the tee yep. at 7,100. Uh, and Kucher at 7,000, he's showing form. He's finally figured some things out, but man, this, he's gonna, he might as well just keep the hybrid off his, uh, he might, he might as well just keep the head cover off his hybrid. Yeah. You know, he's yeah, going to be wearing that thing out. Yes, very much so. <laughs> and a lot of these guys are. And, you know, you, you start getting into when you deep dive, you're like, all right, does that mean when you take a Cameron Champ who's got all the off the tee game, but, man, does he struggle around the green and short mm-hmm. and all that. If he's not hitting greens, he's going to be in trouble here. Now, he's going to be long. He's going to have the shortest club as almost anybody in the – in the in the tournament into the second shots but if he's not hitting green he's one that i bump up if we feel like the forecast is going to be a lot calmer than what yeah. people expect but if it's going to be some windy nasty and he's got to get up and down i just can't go there with him you know i love watching him play but i'd rather stay up top of some of those other guys that we already talked about connor's burns bubba i'd yeah. rather have, i'd rather be overweight on those guys and then start creeping down here and, and spread myself out too thin just, you know, everybody that I've talked to, my gut, when I know about the court, my, my gut just tells me short game's got to be moved up this week. That's just my that's just my gut. And that's kind of where I'm leaning. You can probably hear it in my voice and some of the guys that I'm talking about. Um, I just feel like it's the way these greens are designed and the wind and like just you're going to need it. You know, you're going to have to be making those, grinding those pars, um, chip pitching the ball up there tight. I think you're going to have to have a good strokes gain around the green, good putting week, in addition to obviously some of the other stuff. It's going to, it's going to challenge. This is a long, big, big beast golf course, but knowing Pete Dye designs, um, never played it, never been on property, just everything and looked and here and felt it's like, and you better, you better be polished around there. Cause you're going to need it at some point. Um, we get into 6,000, so many good names. I'm looking at Stuart sink at 6,900. He's won twice this year. Let's pick two names each here in the 6,000. Um, I'll give you, I'll start and I'm going to go, I tell you what, Gup, last week we crushed it in the sevens and the sixes. Um, I talked up KH Lee big time last week um, and Garnett, who uh, made the cut. And I think my uh, the other guy that I really liked last week was Schwartzel, who who finished in the top 10. I'm going to ride it out, man. I think Charles Schwartzer is playing great golf. I mean, and I think he is hitting the ball well. I think he's putting well. I think he's confident. And um, he, he's I'm in. I'm, I'm just going to keep riding the Charles Schwartzel train. I'm, so I'm going, I'm going one more week at 6,800. 
I, I was on him as well last week. I thought the the industry was definitely off him and kind of laughing. And I was like, man, he played really well at the yeah. team, which the team stats don't come in here. So he's not getting credit for that if you're doing your modeling like people do. But the eye test with him, he's playing really well and backed yes. it up with a great Sunday. Uh, I don't mind him. My favorite in this range is a guy that he's kind of profiling with some of the others of my favorite is Thomas Peters. Missed the cut by one, but Tita Green was, was fantastic mm-hmm. um, at Byron. I, you know, six, 800 bucks. He's going to be long enough. If his, it, it seems and what you hear, and I think you may have even talked about it prior on the podcast, like his mental part of him, which was one of his, you know, kryptonites before, since he's had the baby and everything seems to be calmer on the course. And he's talked about that more relaxed and, and focusing on what's important. If he can keep it together between the ears, I think his game sets up well this week to play here. I agree. I agree. I was on Thomas Peters last week. Uh, I remember the first time I ever saw Thomas Peters was in the Olympics mm-hmm. and he was playing with, but he was playing with, um, it wasn't the Olympics. Maybe it was, yeah, I think it was the Olympics. I can't remember who he was playing with, but did Bubba play for the USA? I'm drawing a blank uh, in the Olympics. Man, seems anyway. like he may have, cause some yeah, of the guys dropped out. Yeah. He was someone, one of our hit went out there, long hitter and busted out there and you could see the ball kind of nestle. All of a sudden this Peter steps up there and hits it and the ball lands like right before this American's ball <laughs> and goes like 30 past him. I was like, who yeah. is that? You know, I mean, he can go, he, he, he can really hit it off the tees, long iron game check. Um, you know, I, I, I'm with you there on 68. In fact, that was my second one. That's all right. I'm going to slam down. I'm such a, I am a, I'm kind of a, a goober for, um, Taylor Gooch. Mm. You know, I, I've just, I, I look at Gooch like, all right, he's, He's ascending, you know, not like me, you know, not, he doesn't have talent maybe as a Burns, but he can hit it. Uh, I think he's a really good ball striker and I've been kind of waiting on Gooch. He shows me signs, but I need someone to make a cut here, right? In this range. And I, I, I'm going to go with Gooch. I, I like him at 68. Schwartzel. No, Gooch is 66. Sorry. Um, 66, yep. Yeah. So Gooch is 66. Charles 68. I'm going to keep this train rolling um, the right way here in the 6,000 with those two. Who else you like? I don't mind Gooch. He's a, uh, you know, born right. Actually, we were born in the same city here, right here in Oklahoma city, uh, Midwest city is where he was born, but he plays a lot in this area. A lot of, a lot of guys around here definitely have high upside for him and his, his mm-hmm. career. And he, and he's, he's trending that way. So I don't mind him at all. I back to, um, you know, I was between two guys for my, my number two pick and it was HP three and cam Davis. I, I love them both for different reasons. Davis is, is much stronger off the tee, um, and can score at will. But I think Barner, especially as good as long irons are um, in a tournament that's going to be, let's call it nine to 11 under winner type of deal. I think it is priced. He can make the cut be around. Let's not forget. He was standing on the tee box with Brooks at, at Beth page, another long, hard course at the final group on Sunday. Now I didn't go his way on Sunday, but mm-hmm. a learning lesson for him. If he just makes the cut, I like him this week. Uh, I think his mentally his game is, is solid right now. So I think he's going to show up and do well this week. Yeah. I like that pick. Um, I'm, I'm I'm intrigued by Sam Horsfield as well. Um, can really got great length off the tee. He's a putting machine too. Um, that's a that's the other European player that I'm kind of intrigued by. Um, he has a house in Orlando. He he him and um, and Gary Kigo are the two that I'm I'm intrigued by um, from the European tour. Lots to think about here um, for sure. Great field. There's Mickelson at 6700. Cam 69. Kind of we're waiting on him. Martin Keimer 7000. Burn Weisberger, 
you know, top ranked player, always in the WGCs at 6,700. He, he probably, I think Weiss is probably thinking about, he, he'd like to see it dirtied up a little bit, um, see the wind blow. He, he certainly got more experience. Maverick McNeely, the young Stanford Cardinal, he's popped a couple times. And there's Cameron Champ, 71. McIntyre is a world-class player. We saw him um, in the uh, WGC match play. Uh, he's a real player at uh, at seven thousand. So these are just a few other names as I'm looking. We know Rasmus Hoggard can he can birdie it up at sixty seven hundred. But uh, it's going to be a big golf course, and I think as we film this here on a Monday, as we get closer, paying close attention to that forecast, I think it's going to really play out here because if you do get on the wrong end of the split here um, with that heavy wind, man, that's going to play that's going to play a huge factor. Uh, but hopefully we gave you some things to think about there as, uh, hey, we've been on a heater here, not as much as Gup has been. So you may want to listen to him more than me because he's been damn near printing money up there uh, in Oklahoma here over the last month. Any final thoughts here as we uh, move into the PJ Champ? No, I, I think you, you nailed it on. This is one of those weeks, like you, and I talked to my community about don't get locked in too early because there's a lot that we need to hear in the next 48 hours with weather and draws and all that. And you don't want to have to talk yourself out of players or into them late. I, I try to just get a general feel for everything and, and not spread myself out. Right. And, and then and then know where I'm going to go based on how I think, it, you know, if we're going to have the tournament's going to play out. But some guys get locked in on Monday. They got their pools ready and they're going and they never retract to go, oh, wait, right. the wind is going to pick up now. And Thursday morning looks this way, but that's where my best guys are playing. I'm still going to play them. And it, it can cost you a lot if you're not yep. glued in and, and paying attention. Yeah, you got to pay attention um, as we get closer. All right, PJ Championship, Gup, you're the best. I appreciate you uh, coming on, and we'll do it again. Thank you. Let's take a second to talk about the guys and girls over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation of having the most cutting-edge technology in their golf balls that the industry has seen in quite some time. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is changing the script of golf technology through the perimeter-weighted designs, use of high-density particles, and even a nano-transitional layer in their latest creation, which offers players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course and extreme velocity off the tee. They already have their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, but the new Vero X1 is the highest performance ball to date with their full suit of golf balls. They are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com slash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast.